Hey, Tyler. What's up? Give me a hot take on food. A hot take on food. Yeah. I think Zaxby's is way better than Chick-fil-A. Oh, my gosh. In no. every way. No. Yes. Sauces are better. No. Oh, definitely. No. Food is better. The chicken's crispier. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm firm believer. No. I'm, I'm, I'm all team Zaxby's at this point. I oh. worked at Chick-fil-A. No, dude. Yeah. No. It's, it's just the way it is. Oh, I'm so, what do you get at Zaxby's? So, I mean, my favorite thing is the wings and things. We get both the wings and the, the chicken tenders. So Man. good. I don't like chicken tenders. Oh, really? Chicken nuggets, so I yes. don't like Chick-fil-A's chicken tenders. I like their nuggets better than their tenders. But Zaxby's yeah. are good. They're crunchy. I don't know, there's something about chicken. It's, it's so, mm. like, thick to bite into. And, it's like, you get, like, the juiciness that, yeah, like, Yeah, it holds all that juice out. in there. It's so good. Ugh. That's what you want. No. That's how you know it's good chicken, because it's, it's no. moist and dewy. juicy. No, it, like, sprays onto the roof of your mouth and burns you. <laughs> yeah. So good. I don't, I don't know, man. That's that's really sad. You get Zach sauce or what? Yeah, I like Zach sauce, but I also like, yeah. I mean, any of their dipping. So their tongue torch is like a really good, like hot sauce. It's better than like a Chick Fil A buffalo or their hot honey mustard is probably my favorite. Here's the problem with Zaxby's. It's incredibly slow. Mm. It also doesn't taste great. Well, it tastes great, <laughs> and I, I agree. The service they do have is better different. ice, but like I'm not one of those people that goes to a place for the service. I go for the food. I can mm. serve myself. It's gonna be way better. That's an interesting question. Do you go for the service or the food? Definitely food every time. Hmm. Service matters to me. Service is like that's an like an additional thing, you know. Like if that's that's like the the consolation prize, you know. Yeah. If I'm comparing two things, I want somebody who like smiles and like says like my pleasure. Hmm. You know, you get that at Chick Fil A. Yeah, I, just I don't want think you get that at Zaxby's. No, I just want the hot food. <laughs> <laughs> I can get chips instead of fries too. That's great. Fries are, yeah, man, see, I, I do not like Chick-fil-A fries. Fries are going downhill everywhere. Yeah. I mean, everywhere. Yeah. Fries yeah, are yeah. getting mushy. Yeah. Can't do mushy fries. No, no, definitely not. Ugh. And I've never been able to be much big of a fan of Chick-fil-A's fries. The waffle ones just don't do it for me. They got to be real crispy. Yeah, they got to be, yeah. I mean, they got to be like hot, like right yeah. away. Yeah. Mm. It's always a toss up when you go for the fries. It's true. Yeah. You got a hot take? I don't really like crum- crumble cookies. Oh, yeah. You're so wrong on this one. Yeah. So wrong. You know what they are like? They're like giant versions of those store-bought oh, iced cookies. Well, those you know things what are I'm great. Talking about? And these are better. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. No, they're giant yeah. like icing cookies yeah, that ex- you get exactly. from Publix. What else do you want in a cookie? Oh, than a, a giant it, cookie with... So sweet and so like... Yeah, it makes your teeth hurt. That's how you know it's like, good. Oh, so huge. <laughs> I mean, I feel like my whole family could eat one of those. And, and then you get I'll, I'll take Tiff's Treats over Crumble no Cookies way. all day long. No way. Yeah, all Tiff's day. Tiff's Treats is good because it's cookies, but like Crumble are great. No. If you no. get the right flavor of the month or flavor of the week... No. Oh, yeah. I don't want a key lime cookie. No, I don't or want Or like an lime apple either. pie But cookie. apple pie, maybe that one. No. I can huh. get behind that. Uh, you know I don't like. You know how I feel about pie. <laughs> you don't like your warm fruits. <laughs> yeah, that's a true thing. I mean, warm fruit is. This is a hotly debated topic. It's terrible. It's not. Yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> mushy and warm is is not supposed to go together. It's, it's gross. You got all that pie filling. So good. So many hot takes here. Here we go. Food. Well, welcome everybody to Weekly Hope. We're so glad you're joining us this week as we enter into Holy Week. Exciting time preparing for Easter and Good Friday, and so this past Sunday we uh, had a really special Sunday at Hope Church in Genesis eighteen and nineteen, and my good friend Tyler Joiner here 
our co-host for this podcast. What's up? Was bringing the word. So, Tyler, I'll kick it over to you. Uh, sure. Man, you want to give a recap of the message or anything that you felt like was particularly impactful for you from this passage or maybe something you didn't get to share in the sermon, but, you know, you wanted to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll just start off giving a little um, just recap of what we talked on. So we were preaching through Genesis 18 and 19 as we continue on the story of, of Genesis in the beginning. Um, and in here, I got to talk about the fun stuff of Sodom and Gomorrah. So I appreciate you. You give me that chance. What a great passage, man. <laughs> yeah. A great, just joyous text yeah. To, yeah. to walk through on a Sunday morning. Real encouraging for <laughs> people out there. Uh, but it does have encouraging moments in it, just like all, all of Scripture does. It points to one specific thing that is the greatest encouragement we could have. So it was kind of neat to get to share this on Palm Sunday and during a season where we're reflecting anyway on what Christ was doing in his triumphal entry into a week that is one of the hardest weeks in history, but leads to our freedom that we have in him today. Yeah. Um, so in this passage, we started off by talking about um, God's conversation with Sarah and essentially her just disbelief and the way she laughs at God, or at least in her head, she laughs mm-hmm. to herself at the response that God would allow her to bear child at her age. Um, and so through that, we talked about how if, if there's anything, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And just kind of walked through what it would look like for um, in our lives, whether that's either a lack of, of faith in God or a lack of faith in ourselves, that can lead towards this disbelief in, in what God can and do with our lives. Yeah. Um, and then through that, we, we got to see that Abraham intercedes to God in prayer for those in Sodom and Gomorrah, and he prays begging the Lord for um, deliverance for those people there. And you just see this humble heart, and you see the stature that Abraham has as he prays to God and prays to him from a servant's position, and he prays to him asking for um, trusting and, and just at knowing the confidence in what God can and will do. And we see that even in God's response to Sarah. Mm-hmm. And then um, hope and just contentment, knowing that God will do what's best. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of how that prayer ends and that time leads. And then what we see, of course, happens is um, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. But through that, we get to see Lot's deliverance from there. And we get to see how this parallels for Jesus being able to do what Abraham couldn't, being the perfect intercessor for um, our salvation and for our freedom, and how if there's anyone in the story we can identify with, it would be Lot being delivered out of a state that we didn't even know we needed delivering from. Yeah, that's awesome. I remember at the end of the sermon, you kind of referenced Second Peter mm-hmm. in 2.6, and how that points back to Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Um, and one of the questions I had as I was sitting there thinking about that sermon was like, so in Second Peter, uh, Lot is called righteous. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah. Two times. Yeah. So, I don't know. To me, Lot seemed like a pretty shady dude. For sure, yeah. I mean, we see he's sitting at like the gates of Sodom and Gomorrah. He's sitting in like this comfortable place the whole time, like not really seeming like he is rushing to get out of there. Well, he built a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> There's that. Generally, yeah. when you like build a house or buy yeah, a house, like, you're this like, is, "This is where I'm going to put down roots." You're uh-huh. like, "All right, I like this yeah. place." Yeah. So, I mean, you got Abraham, Abraham out there in like a tent and stuff. Mm-hmm. But okay, so he does like, and then there's the whole deal with his daughters, and man, that's like, that's just really bad. Like, yeah. it's just yeah, really, yeah. really yeah. bad. And then it's like, in the story, I mean, these angels are coming. They're like, "Hey, get out of town! It's mm-hmm. about to, it's about to be destroyed." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go to sleep real quick. Yep. And you know they come back the next day and they're like, "Bro, you gotta go." He's like, "Okay, well, hey, anybody gonna come with me?" And yeah, like barely convinces his wife and daughters to go back and mm-hmm. all that, and then the whole thing with 
his wife. So why is why is Lot called righteous in mm-hmm. the New Testament? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, something people talk about a lot. And ultimately, it comes down to the same response that uh, God gives to Abraham. So in, in the story when we first see the covenant being discussed, and we first see three to four chapters before this, uh, God says to Abraham that he attributes himself as righteousness to, God, mm-hmm. to, to Abraham. And so like, it's only because of God that Lot could ever be considered righteous. So like, through God and through his deliverance of him and through his spirit is why Lot is righteous. So like, nothing in and of himself would be, and we see that very clearly in this passage, the same way we do in our own lives. Yeah. Um, that our righteousness and that, which is honestly even just weird to think about in our own lives, that like we're considered righteous and we're considered that because of what Christ has done. And yeah. now it's because of that spirit that lives in us. But in these situations, it was purely based on the, the protection, the deliverance of God that Lot could ever be righteous. Yeah. I think that's like an overarching point as we read through and study mm. the Old Testament. It's like, it's very easy to look back on and then question God and these like mm-hmm. hard passages and and then we're like, we, we read into the stories of some of these people, I don't know, David, for sure. example, or, and you're like, all right, that's a man after God's own heart. But like, then there's that whole Bathsheba thing. Yeah. And then yeah, like, yeah. you know, for Solomon, sure. and you're mm. like, okay, why is this man all that? But then he has all these concubines. Yeah. And then Lot, you know, is considered righteous, but uh-huh. super shady. Yeah. And so then we're like, I don't know another <laughs> way to say it, but like, it's almost, it's very easy to like pass judgment. Sure. And like, wait a no, minute. definitely. God, like, wait, how they don't, they can't be righteous. Like, they yeah. look at this stuff that they did. Mm-hmm. And then I'm kind of reminded of that passage in Matthew where it's like, hey, why don't you, why don't you take the log out of your own eye before yeah. you start looking at the speck in other people's eyes? For sure. Because the, the whole point of this is like, we're also really shady. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah well, that's we don't deserve righteousness either. That's <laughs> you know, like, anybody who sinned at all yeah. <laughs> doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the end of Ezekiel, the passage I shared is that. It describes that we today, that like the people of Jerusalem and like the people that we are today are worse in our nature in every way than Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. And that's like was shocking to me to read and and to study on is just this idea that like not only because like I've always heard Sodom and Gomorrah talked about as like, oh, this is the worst in human history. You know, like this place was truly despicable, not worth redeeming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) This is like the, you know, yeah, the sin city of all sin cities. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, and, and so to hear like, no, like the heart of this is, is like, we are no better. In fact, we're, our, our nature is worse in every way. Yeah. You know, it's fascinating because I, I uh, was reading or heard something on this recently in that passage in Ezekiel that refers to Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh-huh. And because we, we think back on like some of the specifics of like stuff that happened in sure. Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. But then you read in Ezekiel and it says, Ezekiel 16... Uh, 49. Mm-hmm. It says, Behold, this was the guilt of your sister sister Sodom. She and her daughters had pride, mm-hmm. excess of food, prosperous ease, <laughs> but they did not aid the poor and mm-hmm. needy. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa yeah. what about yeah, all the yeah. other stuff? Like, yeah. I wanna, let's talk yeah, about yeah. Let's like, touch on the, super sketchy, yeah, the like really stuff, bad, yeah. like, yeah, sodomite stuff, uh-huh. all that. Yeah. And then you read like, well, no, 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 no. Here's what God really, really judged. Like, here's yeah. what was super wicked. Yeah. Was it was this, like, abundantly prosperous place. Mm-hmm. And they had excess food. And they had all these things. Yeah, sounds pretty similar to a place I know. <laughs> yeah. Downs Creek, Georgia. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, city, what sure. can we do to serve yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. We have no needs. Yeah, we have no the, needs the at this time. The cat shelter. Thanks. You know, yeah. you're like, uh-huh. uh, what? Wheels on wheels for pets. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. 
Like that's the places that we found that have needs, and yeah. we're like, man, yeah. Um, when we read into again, like we love our community, like Definitely. we love, we, and we want, like our heart is that we want to sure. serve. But I think if you look at just you know cultural mm-hmm. America in sure. general, um, that. Like we can probably identify with that a lot. Yeah, definitely. Like I can identify. Oh, with that a lot for sure. And it's like the excess of what we have, and mm-hmm. forgetting the needs of the poor and, and needy. Um, so I don't know. That convicted me. Yeah. And uh, I think that, I think that as we look into this kind of what God did sure. in Sodom and Gomorrah, that it ultimately comes back to, we all need a savior. Mm-hmm. Lot needed a savior. Yeah. People of Sodom and for Gomorrah sure. need a savior you and I need a savior. Yeah. And that's where I finished off with this illustration of a fire that happened in 1933 called the Tillamook burn, which is a a relatively famous fire out in Oregon that um, destroyed 350,000 acres over the course of 15 years, 13 billion feet of lumber were burned and a lot of fish died, wildlife, all of that. I mean, just total, total destruction. But through that destruction, we've seen, over time and now today we can look at Tillamook and it's one of the healthiest forests out West and in, in general. Yeah. And to see that like what it took was this, this state and it took this, this burning and this hurt that this place received in order for like not only full restoration, but for it to be better than it's ever been. And there's just such a reflection of that in like, not only in the story of lot and the story of deliverance from Sodom and Gomorrah and in what we see come from Abraham, but also in just our own lives. That like there are those moments where the Lord has to redeem and restore us from a state that feels unfixable. Um, and through that and through like his grace, we will be better than we've ever been before. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Just, I mean, before we close out this thing. So why didn't God rebuild Sodom and Gomorrah? Like mm. you can't find Sodom and Gomorrah on a map anywhere today. Mm. They like literally can't even find yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. There's is debated on like where it even sure. was geographically. Sure. So uh, yeah, like, w- why did God just completely wipe it off the face of the earth forever? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question that honestly I haven't thought too much about, so I don't know if I have necessarily the, the best answer for it besides just what we see we see come in, in, in general, mm-hmm. is that, like, what we will lead to is, is Isaac, and so through Isaac we'll see 12 tribes, you know, come from the life of Abraham, and through that we'll see the birth of all nations. And so I don't necessarily know how Sodom and Gomorrah plays into that outside of the fact that it needed to be destroyed and Lot needed to be delivered in order for that to continue. I don't know if you have more you'd want to touch into that. Yeah. I mean, I don't really, yeah. other than like God, sure. what God proclaimed. For sure, you know, yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. and I think that it, again, foreshadows what you see in the New Testament. That's where everybody in, like, this became a really famous thing. Yeah. They're like, if you're... If you're an Israelite or mm-hmm. you grew up in sure. that area for thousands of years later, mm-hmm. you knew the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Even to the point that Jesus refers to it multiple times. Sure. Throughout yeah, it's interesting because even people I feel like that don't know a whole lot about the Bible still know this story. Yeah. Or still know Sodom and Gomorrah and know those names. Yeah. And so, I mean, you look in, again, foreshadowing what Jesus said is mm-hmm. it kind of points back to this. Um, urgency mm. to respond yeah. to the gospel yeah, yeah. for sure when he says like hey for those who don't uh, he's talking to his disciples mm. and he says it's you know for those who don't receive you don't listen to your words or reject you like it's gonna be more bearable on the day of judgment for Sodom and Gomorrah yeah 
Like what a statement uh-huh. that is for sure. Um, and so I think this, you know, this great, great destru- destruction mm. um, that served as a reminder and served to like point forward to um, the need for the mm-hmm. the gospel, yeah. But also served as a reminder for like what it's like to reject God and to reject the gospel. Sure. So that's my yeah. My answer. No, that's good. No, that's really good. Yeah, I think like. Um, like you said, reflect on that that second Peter passage. It really does. It's it's where I love Abraham's heart in this passage. To even though he sees like just how destructive this city is being, his heart and his prayer is still for those who don't yet know God. Mm-hmm. And like I mean, that is like the most convicting thing is to like go forth in our days and like commit serious time to prayer for those who aren't. Like the people in Sodom and Gomorrah don't need they don't even know they need delivering mm-hmm. because they're so comfortable in the state they're in. Yep. And like. All the more, we, we all know people like that who just don't even feel like they need delivering from anything because of the life they're living. And so, like, how much more would it look like for us to commit that serious time to pray for those people, to write their names down, and even to let them know? Like, there's so many times where we can just let people know that we're praying for them, that whether they believe or not are blessed by that and are encouraged by it and can just open conversation. Yeah, that's a good word. Uh, and then God gives, like, opportunities for repentance. Yeah. I think that some people think that like it was unjust or unfair sure. for God to destroy this place. Mm-hmm. But I think again, being reminded this happened over the course of like, like the downfall of Sodom and Gomorrah happened over the course of a long period of time. Yeah. And like lot was there and like sure. Abram was there and mm-hmm. they, like they knew about yeah. the God yeah, yeah. of these people. Sure. And you see times throughout scripture where there are like wicked cities that get an opportunity to turn and repent. Yeah. Like, God could have done the same thing at Nineveh, For sure. mm-hmm. but he doesn't. Yeah, that's good because Jonah goes mm. and Jonah and like he shares. Yeah, he shares about God yeah, when yeah. he didn't even want to. Sure, and then like yeah. they repent yeah. and sure, so like, like seven Nineveh words. was yeah. not destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think that happens over and over throughout human history. It's like I mean, it could happen today, but like yeah. God gives us opportunities to turn and repent mm-hmm. and uh, and to follow Him. Yeah, and I think there's like an actual blessing that mm. comes out of that as you see people's lives mm. changed, which then changes communities, which then changes cities, which then change nations. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that's what we want is to see individual people's lives. And then like the blessing that comes through following the Lord. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we can close with that, but sure. uh, yeah, is there anything we can be looking forward to? I know it's, we, we got some exciting things coming up with Easter and Good Friday. Good Friday, man. Yeah. 7 o'clock. This Friday is going to be awesome. Cannot yeah. wait as we partner with a couple churches, Shadowbrook and Somos Ecclesia. Um, and then we're going to come over and have a great time to worship What together. a cool thing it is to just see churches like this get to partner man, together. Just partner it really together. is. It's so encouraging. I'm so pumped. Yeah. I actually got to meet with Pastor of Shadowbrook this morning, and we were just planning and talking awesome. uh, for that. And it's just going to be a sweet, sweet time. Yeah. So... Um, it's just grateful for our partners, grateful for those who have come alongside and helped mm-hmm. Hope Church get off the ground, and then are even coming alongside and, you know, worshiping with us mm-hmm. at, a, at a Good Friday service. So, And then obviously Easter. I mean, Easter Sunday is a big deal. Sure. Uh, really pumped about that this week. We give out all of our yard signs, That's which awesome. I was pumped about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may see those around the community. Sweet. But a great way to just invite some friends and neighbors. Uh, man, people... People, a lot of people are looking for somewhere to go and mm-hmm. worship on Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe just, as you said yesterday, be praying, like, yeah. who's somebody that can invite? For you sure. know, uh, 
a lot of people, if you personally invite them and you actually seem to like care about their lives, mm-hmm. they will come. And we're going to be sharing the gospel this week. And who knows, maybe the Holy Spirit will work yeah. and you can see somebody's life or for sure. family changed for eternity mm-hmm. as they hear the gospel. So uh, can't wait this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Hope Church. We'll be gathering for our very first Easter Sunday, which also just happens to be one year since we That's had awesome. our first preview service. So really mm-hmm. pumped about what that. What a year it's been. It's been an awesome year. So we get to share some fun updates and cool things that have happened too, mm. uh, which I can't wait to do. So. Yeah. That's what's coming up this week. This has been another episode of Weekly Hope. Hey, one thing you can do, you can subscribe, you can hit the like button or whatever those the stars yeah, Smash or that something. like button. Yeah, smash. Is that a thing? <laughs> That's a thing. No, these kids these days. <laughs> like and subscribe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it'd be a great way to just get updated on when new podcast episodes are uploaded. And uh, you can find out more about our church at hopechurchjc.com. And we can't wait to see you this Friday and this Sunday. Have a good one.